Hey, it's February 4th. Grab your paper and pen. It's time for the run sheet. Saturday's mean. We're going to talk about wrestling, but not the news. We're going to talk about the TV shows. We're going to talk about the programming, as we call it. I am Joel Pearl, and I am, as always, now and forever joined by my co-host, my amazing and talented Ella J. How are you doing, Ella? I'm doing great, Joel. It's been a very busy week in television and pay-per-views, and we're in the midst of mania season now, so there's a lot going on. So much going on. There's so much lore. There's so many things that people want to talk about. We did start a little bit of a a thread, albeit a little late, probably could have started a little earlier, but we're (laughs) going to make it a weekly thing. If you follow us over at the Run Sheet Pod on Twitter, or if you follow either myself or Ella over on Twitter, or maybe even Instagram, who knows, if you see a little uh, Q&A option pop up, drop us a question. If you want to get get our thoughts on certain certain things going on in wrestling whether it's news or shows or whatever you think maybe booking wise if you want us to talk about it we're going to talk about it so go ahead follow us on all forms of social media and every saturday we're going to make it a point to talk about your questions how's that sound ella great or you can text me much like i received a text today with a kind of a surprise question for you joel oh my goodness i'm scared (laughs) now i don't even know what to expect i i Who's who's messaging you? Who's not even messaging? Who's texting you? It's from our good friend Caden of Fightful. Oh, this, this sounds awful. I don't trust any of this. And I quote, why does Joel hate wrestling? I don't hate wrestling. <laughs> well, hold on. I have a co-host on Sundays that hates wrestling a lot more than I do. And he's taking time off in order to get rid of his hatred. I don't hate wrestling. You know, sometimes hatred is healthy for wrestling because it gives you time to like maybe back away. Obviously, though, we really can't do that when we're hosting like a million podcasts ourselves. <laughs> exactly. But you know what? So so I'll be honest. Like, so so I have a 10 month old son and he and I spend almost all of our time together. So yeah. for me, like that's my escape, especially during the daytime. He and I are hanging out. We're doing our thing. Wrestling is like the furthest thing from my mind. So that's kind of my escape now. I don't hate it. You know, once he's down, I'm literally watching him on my phone on his monitor, like the video monitor right now as we do this. And like, yeah, he's sleeping and he's good and all's right with the world so I can watch wrestling. I can't relate. (laughs) (laughs) My whole life is wrestling. (laughs) Wrestling and bad food takes. Uh, you know what? I, I'll stick by my food takes, to be honest, unless somebody can prove me wrong. Although I will, I guess it'll be a food take per episode, but I will stand strong in one food take in that uh, baked beans are little poops. So <laughs> they literally are. They ta- They are literally my least favorite food. They are shaped like little poops and they taste terrible. And chili also... Not for me, especially with beans. Not for me. I will. Those are the two that I will stick by. Cannot change my mind on those. So I like chili and I like baked Ugh. beans. I like maple baked beans. That's that's I, maple I'm not a, baked I'm not a, beans. Yeah, they're a little sweeter, but they're still a little savory. Ugh. They're great. If that that old style English breakfast, you get a, you get some baked beans on the side. It's delicious. Oh, no. Yes. That I will die on that hill for those two takes. I do not do chili and baked beans are literally the worst food on the planet. 
<laughs> Man, for my Jewish listeners, Cholent is where it is. Look it up. C-H-O-L-E-N-T. Cholent mm-hmm. is the best meal to have, especially on the weekend during the Sabbath. It's got beans. It's got meat. It's got everything. It's amazing. So, Ella, you might not like it, but everyone else Probably will. Probably not. <laughs> we'll, we'll try it sometime. I'll, I'll, I'll come over to you. You come to me, and we'll, we'll have Cholent. And, you get and one food take, you. I guess, or two this this episode, but you'll get a food take every episode. We might run out after a while, although maybe not because I'm a pretty picky eater. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not. By the way, shout out to the person who watches me, me on the uh, the Impact Post Show on Fightful because they also sent a super chat that said something along the lines of how do we feel about mac and cheese? So clearly that person was listening to the show. And a big thank you to them because that that made me laugh. And it got my uh, my co-host, Cressa Star, very confused in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> nope not not for me I, like i said i'm i'm more open to that maybe i just haven't had the right mac and cheese but anything that i've had so far mac and cheese related just has been too cheesy for me and like i'm a cheese i love cheese but it's just it's too much yeah i think there's something there there's a there's a common ground somewhere mm-hmm. you got to find it all right we're gonna get right into it so we were watching SmackDown tonight. We're going to talk about SmackDown. We'll talk about Raw. We're going to preview NXT Vengeance Day because that's tonight. And what else? We're going to do a little AEW talk and uh, maybe some impact because I, I want to I want to get your mindset on a few things. But first, SmackDown, we got to talk about the lore, Ella. How do we feel? Bray Wyatt is now besties with Uncle Howdy? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's more like kind of a mind manipulation thing. Obviously, Uncle, we thought at first that Bray Wyatt, like, was uncle howdy that uncle howdy was like his alter ego but evidently they are two different people and so it it still feels like uncle howdy is like controlling bray wyatt you know um but that they're not the same person so it feels like they've been distinguished as two different people now at least which i think is it's provided some clarity there but i wouldn't say they're like friends i would still think that like uncle howdy is controlling like has the mind meld into Bray Wyatt, it looks like. I wouldn't say they're besties. It's just maybe under his spell, however you want to put it to me. It's awful, Ella, is what it is. <laughs> it's not good. I literally blinked. Okay, so again, we've already established I was at the Rumble. Literally after the men's match, that was when I got like my food. Everybody went to the bathroom. I literally blinked and came back, and the, <laughs> the pitch black match was over. <laughs> As it should have been. It was not a good match. And on top of that, like, just the, man, just. I saw the ending parts where um, LA Knight, like, got launched off the thing. And there was, like, the big, like, fire explosion thingy. But that was literally all I saw of it. And Uncle Howdy missed that by a mile. Yeah. Whatever. But, no, like, this whole thing going into the match, it was this is Bray's opportunity to prove a lot of people wrong who are sick of lore and just want to do uh, we want to see if Bray Wyatt can have a wrestling match. He can have a legitimate wrestling match. And he did not give us that at the Royal Rumble. So no. now we have more lore. And I get it. Wrestling is multifaceted versions of storytelling. And this is one of them. However, everything ends up in the ring at the end of the day. And if the ring is unsatisfactory, then... How do you get into something like this? Can but, you get into something like this? But yeah, how do you you don't have much to work with when your match is literally three minutes and because of that you get 0.75 stars on the Dave Meltzer scale. Um it, like it could have been something, you know, they're trying to be more in- innovative. They had the Iron Survivor Challenge, you know, they're trying to do these gimmick matches, which apparently I don't know if you saw, 
I think, what was it? A cinnamon toast crunch match people were saying like a gimmick match is gonna be like the sponsor of mania is the rumor so like they're trying to be innovative and stuff like you know i kind of applaud that it's just the execution of it was obviously just not there and there's only so much again you can do in three minutes when most of the action actually happened after the match even ended so but even then like you make time for it or you make sure that the match is going to be yeah longer and therefore better and therefore get you excited for a wrestling match instead of you know all of this build all of this lore all of this whatever and it turned into that mountain dew pitch black match you know i was like really intrigued by it and obviously the time restrictions put it obviously a big damper on that as you know time restrictions with the raw women's championship match obviously put an evident damper on that too as well but it's kind of it's kind of hard. And the, the crazy thing is that the pay-per-view went over, even though you had two like really short matches out there. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, when you're, uh, when your main storyline is as hot as it is, you, you let it ride. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of where we went tonight as well on SmackDown with uh, Roman basically showing up, being part of the crossover and then, uh, you know, ultimately coming out for his promo at the end of the night. He was, he was all over SmackDown as like a hook, and I was so into it. And listen, everyone, everyone was watching to see how this was going to play out. No Jey Uso. So the whole first half of this SmackDown is about Roman berating and gaslighting Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa and just being like, where's Jay? Why isn't Jay yeah. here? Jay's part of this bloodline, isn't he? Go find Jay. You want to be part of this family? You got to go find Jay. And then, you know, bringing them back and doing the, hey, baby, I'm sorry. Go have yeah, some manipulative AF. <laughs> so garbage. You want to hate the man, and it's so good, and it's so well done. And then at the end of the night, Roman comes out. He's uh, he's all alone, just with Paul and uh, Sammy Zayn, not Sammy Uso. <laughs> comes out of the crowd, all black. Beats down Roman again. Takes off the sweater. He's got the the, the tribal shirt, mm-hmm. and this time he's got that uh, Kevin Owens duct tape inspired zane on his on the front under spear the spear joel loved it loved it and then obviously yeah he challenged roman reigns to the surprise of nobody if you follow any of the (laughs) dirt sheets but you know it's it's a good spot Sami Zayn obviously challenging roman reigns for the wwe universal championship the undisputed title that's gonna be good it's just it's sad because you know like i had to write a thing today triple h and vince mcmahon don't view Sami Zayn as a headliner of wrestlemania when the crowd is so hot behind him so it obviously appears now we're not getting a repeat of kofi mania for Sami Zayn. however i do think that the storyline aspect is obviously there they're gonna be in montreal and Sami's home turf obviously in a couple weeks Roman Reigns accepts kind of seemed like a contingency kind of he he accepted it but he's also like I want my Jay Uso back so will Sammy have to find Jay in order to get this championship matchup or is it set in stone now that was a little bit unclear to me though so I've put this out there almost immediately like the night or the morning after the rumble I said this is all culminating with Jay Uso showing up in a whose side is he on moment mm-hmm. in Montreal and ultimately, he costs Sammy the championship. He realigns at the bloodline and his brothers. And then that's when KO comes out 
and it's Sammy and KO. They're back together again. That's the happy ending coming out of Elimination Chamber. Sammy loses, but KO and Sammy are a team again, and they're obviously going to challenge Jay and Jimmy for the tag team championships. Which ones we don't know because, you know, supposedly those tag team titles are on the line next week. Yeah. So will Jay show up to defend the SmackDown tag titles next week is also a big looming question. Will Adam Pierce allow Solo Sokoa to fill in for Jay, just like he allowed for all Sammy yeah. to fill in for Jay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Who knows? It's mm. a lot of options there on the table, but I'm looking forward to Roman and Sammy because this is a very story driven championship match. Yes, we know who's going to win, but people are so bought into it, myself included. Every time I see a beat on this story, I get one step closer to booking a ticket going to Montreal for Elimination Chamber. I swear to God. Don't do tempt it. me, Joel, even though I know I can't because I don't have my <laughs> enhanced ID to cross the border. You can get it. Just get an emergency passport. It's true. It's, it's true. It's shell out two however weeks. much. <laughs> two weeks to do it. I'm I'm so close to doing it. I, I don't know. I gotta I gotta ask Sean and Jimmy, just be like, hey, you want me to go for uh for business? Hey. You wanna you wanna pay for my my mm-hmm. my plane ticket? It's only X <laughs> amount of money. That's like 250 bucks return. Yeah can crash on someone's couch right yeah right. why not cody rhodes isn't guys and crashing on my couch though he's going no. for the wwe championship he wants that title so wh- how do you feel about this cody's kind of like not it's not weaseled he won his way into a title match against roman reigns how do you feel about this cody and roman kind of merging into that storyline coming out of elimination chamber and really out of the royal rumble So I don't know how they're going. Obviously, they're going to have to transition into it. There's like, I don't know how to explain it. I feel like obviously we have to get through this hurdle of the bloodline. But obviously, even me just knowing that Cody was the second choice because we didn't get the rock is still like, what happens now? I feel like we have to get through Elimination Chamber to get more clarity to see if these two can really form a story. I don't know. Obviously, you have the championship at stake, but it's like, what else can these two create other than we're fighting each other for this story? But how else can we make this work and make the story even more like even we don't know what kind of chemistry they have. We've never seen them work together before. I it, it, At least we haven't in a while. It, back when Roman was with the Shield and all of that, that obviously was the last time. But these two are two completely different people. Roman Reigns is the tribal chief. Cody Rhodes is no longer Stardust. He is the American Nightmare. So I'm more interested in seeing of what they can do story-wise other than outside of, you know, we're just fighting for this championship. But what kind of what kind of other stakes can we like talk about, you know? There's this really cool story that's almost underplaying itself. And it's going to play it up as we get closer to WrestleMania. Cody Rhodes he's he's focused, laser focused on winning the WWE title for Dream, right? Yes. That's his whole his whole raison d'être and his whole thing is he wants to win this championship. Everyone who's challenged Roman hasn't cared about the title as much as they cared about dethroning Roman Reigns and making him, you know, taking him down a notch. Cody's the first one so far that hasn't been like, I need to beat Roman to prove X, Y, Z. Cody is just saying, I want that title for my dad. That's all that this is. And that there's more than one royal family. Exactly. They're going to keep getting into that. And as long as they stay away from gaslighting Roman Reigns, 
in terms of Cody. Like, because yeah. he can't. Like, Cody is not. He can't. And this is going back to where everyone, not everyone, but there was a certain section of the audience being like, no, it's supposed to be Sammy and, and he's supposed to be the, the headliner for WrestleMania. I get what you're saying. I really do. But if the story is good versus evil, and that's the big WrestleMania story, and this is the big hero versus villain, you have Cody, who is the 100% hero. You have Roman Reigns, who is the 100% villain. Oh, he's kind of mixed though is the thing you How know even even so even though that they were chanting like f you roman and rumble tonight roman got a mixed reaction he got a decent amount of cheers though too and mixed in with the booze i don't i i feel like we'll see them once we see them together cody and roman in like the same ring in the same segment i think then I still think some people are going to still gear towards Roman just because they have been for the last two years. We've seen Roman just organically draw these cheers, you know, after being hated for so long, even though he was a heel, he was still drawing some cheers. So I don't know yet if it's as it's obviously clear cut, but I do think Roman has a big possibility of still drawing a lot of the crowd to him. I think Roman, the cheers that he gets are respectful. Yeah. People are a big fan because he's cool now. He, he's True. cool to hate. But he's not trying, you know. Yeah. But what he's doing right now, it's not. People are going to play along. They're going to cheer for the entrance because it looks cool and it's pompous and it's, you know, it's it's everything. And it, there's going to be a huge, whatever he does for that mania entrance, it's going to be big. It's also going to be long. It's going to be long <laughs> and it's going to take like 20 minutes and we're going to have to talk. Rumble, about it. obviously a big part of it was the ramp, but we timed it and it was five minutes and six seconds. Well, that was short. He hauled ass. <laughs> yeah. Someone told him, hey, you only got so much time. <laughs> and so uh, you might want to do this. So it's so good on Roman for doing that. But with, with, with the Cody and Roman entrances, yeah, it's yeah. going to be pomp and circumstance mm-hmm. and it's going to be a, it's going to be a good story to tell. But I think whatever happens with Sammy after Elimination Chamber, it's mm-hmm. going to get people very staunchly behind Cody Rhodes. And what was interesting to me, Cody posted on Twitter what his February looks like. Yeah. And there's one date that was suspiciously absent from that lineup. Chamber. That's the one. If he's letting Roman and Sammy just have the show, I think that's perfect. The next night he's scheduled to be in Ottawa for Raw, and that's where you kick off Roman and Cody. Mm -hmm. And I'm all about that. I think that's perfect. The perfect way to lay it out because that way Roman and Sammy... They blow off whatever they're supposed to have. We kick off Sammy and KO versus the Usos, and then we get to Cody and Roman and start, you know, we, we, we'll we have at that point at least four weeks until WrestleMania, and that's plenty of time. I think it was more than that even. There was something like 40-plus days at that point, which is about 16 episodes of TV between Raw and SmackDown. You can tell a hell of a story. Mm. We'll see what happens. We still got some time, obviously, at the time of recording this. Chamber's two weeks away. We're already gearing up for the women's chamber, too. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Are you looking forward to that? I mean, Bianca, they got to do something with Bianca Belair, maybe for Elimination Chamber, unless they give her the night off. Because they gave Charlotte. They gave the Charlotte night the night off. Yeah. So I'm, we were talking about this last time. This is kind of. Maybe there seems to be a clear-cut winner, and people are saying, like, it could be Asuka. But, you know, I feel like this 
I'm the most unsure about like who could possibly win this. Obviously, now we have five of the six women confirmed as Natalia won the qualifying fatal four-way matchup tonight. On Monday, we have the six spots between Candice LeRae, Michin, Mia Yim, Piper Nevin, and the returning Carmella. A lot of people believe Carmella is going to be winning that one, as do I. And then so it kind of leaves the field of between the six, who is going to win. It's interesting that we have some SmackDown women in there, although, I mean, Rhea was technically from Raw and she's challenging for SmackDown. But I feel like this is the most kind of exciting, unsure, unpredictable of who's going to win this chamber match against Bianca. It could be Liv. It could be Asuka. It could be a surprise. Maybe be Raquel. They've been pushing her. So I'm excited for it. There's some, there's a few plausible options in there. And I like that kind of unpredictability because we all know Roman's going to defeat Sammy, you know? So at least there's still some like, mystique in there yeah there is and there's also there's going to be the u.s championship yes defended in the elimination chamber which means that all major active wwe titles have been defended in the elimination chamber at this point or at least maybe not the women's tag but all of the other ones have been at this point defended in the chamber. oh the the inaugural women's tag was inside chamber yes yeah bailey and sasha won that one Oh, amazing. So there you go. So all active titles have been defended in the chamber at one point or another, which is really cool. So the U.S. title joins that, and that's uh, that's a pretty prestigious moment for that. Um, yeah, now, we, now we've got Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. we got to determine who's Bianca's opponent. Honestly, Asuka really is the play for me. And by the way, in that fatal four-way on Monday, I want to see Piper Niven get the win. Yeah, you know, I, I think... A lot of people think Carmella is going to win because she's returning, but I, I don't know if we talked about this last time. We might have briefly mentioned it, but obviously Dewdrop is now Piper Niven. She's actually known about the name change for a month as it was reported. I, I don't, again, I don't remember if we talked about this already, but I was so pleasantly surprised, obviously, to see her return as Piper Niven, but then get some really decent time in the Rumble. I think she lasted like 25 minutes, somewhere close to that. She lasted until the final six of the Rumble, which was really, really good for her, especially kind of compared to the last time we saw her. She wasn't really doing anything. Her and Nikki had broken up. She was kind of in the background, not doing anything. So to see her in the Rumble last a while make it to the final six i think was a really good sign i'm hoping i'm hoping don't let me down pop h i'm really hoping yeah. for good things for piper nevin me too and i think that there is a huge upside for piper especially with the name change and i think something putting her in the chamber and making her this unstoppable force mm-hmm. that works for me but we'll see i mean this this is the first time in a little while that uh they're making it seem like there's a, a an actual threat to Bianca's Raw Women's Championship, but again, I just can't help but think it's going to be Asuka. Well, then Kana Asuka got a turn, right? In my eyes, she's going to be a heel. Yeah, what she's doing is very heelish. If, but again, she went after Carmella in a weird kind of way. Carmella also kind of returned. She got a pop because she returned as a Staten Island princess. So I don't, I don't know for sure yet if Carmella seems to be leaning towards face kind of we don't really know yet but she got a good reaction to her return on monday carmella so i'm adding this to the run sheet real quick what did you think of chelsea green oh well i mean 
I mean, we all knew that that was happening. Obviously, it was I, personally the Karen gimmick fits her so perfectly. It's kind of she was kind of like a mean girl before, but you know, I'm excited. She's like, "Where's the manager?" I think that if anybody can pull that off, it is my girl Chelsea Green. I'm excited to see what she does. I'm just a little bit scared because she is over on Raw where their women's division is a lot more. Actually, now that I think about it, SmackDown technically has more women than Raw. But like Raw, like I don't know how to explain it. It's just I'm, I just don't want her to get lost in the shuffle is my only fear in there. I think for right now she can float and do some good storyline stuff like mid card wise and then hopefully build her way up. I'm just wondering who is her first opponent going to be. She's obviously heel. Who could she work with right now? I don't know. I don't know. There's there's a lot of options, though. There is. There's a lot of options on Raw. There's a lot of options. We got to find somebody. Not today, though. No. <laughs> uh, NXT Vengeance Day is tonight as of the recording. Well, not as of our recording, but as, of, as you listen, as it's mm-hmm. dropped on Saturdays. Let's run down the card real quick. I want to get your thoughts on this. The NXT Championship is happening in a steel cage match. It's being defended. Braun Breaker, the champion, and Grayson Walla, the Australian sensation, I guess. Who do you think? Who's going to win this whole thing? Braun Breaker? You know, I think it's time Grayson Waller gets the championship. You know, Braun Breaker's had a... What was that? Hot take. Let's hear it. You know, Braun Breaker's had the championship. I mean excluding like three weeks right when like Dolph Ziggler had it he's had it for what like a year now at this point maybe more I think it's been more than that but yeah he's yeah. had it for quite a long time and I yeah think- so like excluding that like three week period where like Dolph Ziggler had it it's like he's basically been champion all throughout 2022 and like late 2021 um so I mean Grayson Waller I feel like it's just one of those it should have been champion a bit sooner to be honest he is one who is just soaring ever since he turned heel he had the Grayson Waller effect you know he had that stuff with Apollo Crews and I feel like he should have been strapped with the title a while ago to be honest with you he's been I don't know Obviously, he gets a lot of comparisons to The Miz, but I think rightfully so. He's one who can carry the championship. He carries himself well as a heel. He's very confident in how he acts and speaks, and I feel like he's somebody that can carry and be the face and the voice of NXT. I think he should have had this championship a while ago. Braun Breaker won the NXT championship at... Is this right? No way. He beat Ciampa. At the beginning of 2022. Yeah, so it's been about a year. So it's been a year. And of course, like you mentioned, the Dolph Ziggler back and forth. Yeah, like excluding that like three-week period, you know? He's basically been champ for a year. Which is wild. And and he's he's defended it well. I think there's a certain... uh, There was a certain experiment going on with Braun, and that was whether or not he would translate with his external WWE uses. Yeah. So things like... You know, how does he how does he handle media? How does he deal with being on, you know, uh, good morning? I call it the good morning America test, right? Who's going to look good with their title the morning after WrestleMania on good morning America? And Braun isn't there yet. You Grayson know who Waller is there? Is. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe that the Miz comparisons have some truth to it. He carries himself very well on the mic. Very, I feel like he'd be able to clean up and still kind of play into the character, you know, even if he is on like a public appearance. I feel like like it's time. Like Grayson Waller could carry it, you know? It's I'm fine time. with it. I think it's time. And you know what? Do it in a steel cage. You got to have a little bit of tomfoolery. Maybe give Grayson Waller a heater. Let him win the title. But then what do you do with Braun? You can't just send him over to main roster because the whole point is that he's got to look, you know, ready. <laughs> look ready. And But he can't be champion forever. Maybe it's no. time for, for, for Braun Breaker to experience life without the title and not just going back and forth with Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Like, what would be next then for Braun Breaker? I don't know. But I do think, I think it's kind of long overdue for Grayson Waller. We got to maybe. Maybe, maybe not though. I mean, I've, I've said this a lot. Grayson Waller got better and better every time he's been in the ring and he continues to get better and better. His promos aren't always the best, but they're constantly and consistently on the top end of the NXT promos. There's, there's a room for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also had to inevitably do Carmelo Hayes and Braun Breaker. Do that oh, for yeah. no title. Just do that. Do that as a number one contendership match and let Mello beat Braun on his way up to main roster. Let Braun Breaker come in. Like, cause that's the thing with, with all the NXT talent, it is sink or swim. Yeah. And Braun Breaker has to find his, you know, he has to find his place on main roster. That's where they want to go. There is room for him, but have him lose to Carmelo Hayes and make this a big moment for Hayes. Maybe make it the moment where Hayes starts to maybe pull a face turn. I don't know. I don't know if Carmelo Hayes should be a face, but he's certainly loved by that audience. Well, yeah, I just, I don't know what's after assuming breaker. What if breaker wins, then where does he go from there? I really don't know. I just don't see a world where Grayson Waller doesn't win here. And then I, again, I just don't think that breaker is ready right now, but he could be ready. You know, I think it depends how he handles himself after he loses the championship. Will he sink or swim? I think that's going to be the real test for him. Honestly, if breaker loses, if breaker retains, it's probably going to be Carmelo Hayes because he's got a match with Apollo Crews and it's a two out of three balls match. He does. You got to assume that the winner of that match is going to be next in line for the NXT championship. And if Carmelo wins, yeah. then that, so this is the thing, right? If they, if Carmelo Hayes wins that two out of three falls match, I think it's more likely that Braun Breaker is going to retain that championship. See, I think yeah. Hayes is going to win that because Cruz already lost to Breaker, so it, I don't think they would go back to that. So well, that was that was the second part of my of, yeah of my point. If Cruz wins, then Grayson Waller's winning that NXT Championship, and Apollo oh. Cruz is going to challenge first because mm. you got a babyface and heel on mm. on both sides of those matches. So and you kind of put yeah, together. you have that history with Cruz and Waller too. Yes, you do. So there is room there for either men to find their way to an NXT championship match. It's just, which one is more interesting? Breaker and Hayes have always been the one and one a in NXT. Mm -hmm. And now Waller and Cruz, Cruz is Cruz. Like people know who Apollo Cruz is. People are starting to really understand Grayson Waller and get that heat on him. There's room to make Grayson Waller a more established champion by beating Apollo Cruz. If he's coming out of this two out of three falls match. There's there's room to do it, but again, Hayes and Breaker is still a big match, and Ooh. if you do that, that's got to happen at uh, Stand and Deliver. True. Mm. 
I like your theory. We'll have to see. Obviously, I would assume that the two out of three falls match is going to be on before the championship match. So I think I have to agree with you, though. If Hayes wins, Breaker's probably going to retain. If Cruz wins, Waller's probably going to win. So I think we'll know more after this two out of three falls match. We're going to see. The NXT Women's Championship is also on the line of triple threat. Roxanne Perez, Gigi Dolan, JC Jane. I got to say, wasn't a big fan of them running a very obvious angle a couple of weeks ago. Where Dolan With the fake out? Do the fake out. And I, and I was like an hour into the show, I was like, they're clearly doing a fake out, right? Yeah. And I, I even, I told you, I, I said word for word what it's going to be. And then I took the screen cap of the end of the night, word for word of what it was. Yeah. Dolan and Jane, though, there, there's going to be cracks in there. There's going to be a little bit of uh, back and forth. I'm sure they're going to fight a little bit. But this is Roxanne Perez's first big title defense. What do you think? Who uh, who walks out of this? And are you interested at all in any of these three women? Um, Roxanne Perez is my girl. Like I, I interviewed her back when she was Roxy a couple years ago, way before NXT, way before Ring of Honor. That's my girl. I was so happy for her to get a spot in the Rumble. Obviously, she didn't last too long, but nevertheless, it was a great spot for her. It was really the first time we've seen a woman in NXT since like 2019, I think, that Rumble. Um, so I was excited for oh, her. I think 2020 Rumble. 2020? Oh, the oh, 2020 yeah, yeah. Rumble. I talk. I talked about this a lot of people. First of all, it's, it was the 2020 Rumble, so people don't remember this. The 2020 <laughs> Rumble. Was oh, the duh, NXT. Bel Air and all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, right. that was the NXT Women's Rumble because remember that's the one that right. Charlotte won and then decided I wanted the NXT yes. Women's. That was yes. when they were trying to do. A, I think it was a little more. Let's take on AEW. Let's make the NXT brand a little stronger. Mm-hmm. Let's give them a, a WrestleMania thing. Yes. And then a pandemic completely side-railed that. But yeah, the NXT Rumble was 2020. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yes, there was a lot of people. Mercedes Martinez was then in that. Mia Yim, Candice LeRae. You're right. You're right. Um, Roxanne Perez is winning. Toxic Attraction should have been called up by now. If not, they need to be called up after this. Be Especially if what I'm hearing about the women's tag titles for WrestleMania is true. Um, that I hope is not true. I, they need more women's tag teams like on the main roster. Like they have not damage controls not defended since December against Liv and uh, Tegan Knox. I'm pretty sure it's wow. been a while. They need some more women's tag teams. So JC and DG are gonna lose this, and then I pray, I pray, get a call up either before or after Mania. I think they need to go away for a little bit, figure things out, get Roxanne some new competition and i don't know just in the next couple of months they need toxic attraction on the main roster to be honest so roxanne and cora jade are clearly <laughs> they're they're going to go at this forever they're, that is the batman yeah. joker connection now you move Gigi dolan and jc jane up to main roster do you keep them as just a tag team and call them toxic attraction pretend mandy was never there or do you give them a third and let them with um miss chelsea green a lot of people were suggesting i I had mentioned that myself i'm moving away from that okay only because the chelsea green character as a karen is it's not big time wrestling character Mm -hmm. it's not championship character right not right now yeah so there's got to be someone else that Gigi and jc would fit with can you think of anyone (sighs) Oscar. If they are if they are called off, 
called up, I see them going to SmackDown. Yes, I do too. What's crazy though is like all the women's tag teams right now that like we're even thinking of are literally do you count Liv and Tegan as like a tag team though? Like right now, like I don't. No, no, I don't. I don't think so. No. So the, really, the only teams is Damage Control and Ronda and Shayna and potentially Gigi and JC that are all heels. So who do you, who do you even pair? Who? I yeah, don't know. Sense. I don't know. You would have to peel pair them with the heel or turn somebody heel like. I don't know, honestly, Joel. Like, or do you oh. bring them up with somebody from NXT and just kind of blow up whatever story they had? Hmm. Like Zoe Stark. That's true, but I think Zoe, she's broken away from tag teams, it kind of seems right now, and kind of being her own person. I think it's too soon since she, she like just broke up with, with Nikita Lyons only a few weeks ago. It seems like she's going a singles direction. I could see them bringing them up with another like singles person, but as of right now, there's only a, a very few women that we feel are like ready and available to be called up in that possible scenario. And really the only two that would maybe be brought up are Indy and Zoe. Um, as we've seen in the rumble, they seem to be high on the list, you know? Yeah. And I don't see Zoe going straying away from single stuff. And I mean, Indy's kind of teased to being a heel. So like, it could be like Indy Hartwell, but she's had issues with toxic attraction in the past. So yeah. honestly, I, I don't think they necessarily need a third. The only person, honestly, I could think would be Chelsea Green. But as of, like you said, right now, right now, it's she's not like on that level yet. She's just starting out. So I think if they are going to be called up, I think it is just going to be the two of them, at least starting out. I figured it out. You get okay. Gigi and JC and you pair them with the sassy Southern Belle. Oh, God. Lacey Evans. Like she goes back to the sassy Southern. They repackage her for the Again, millionth I- time. I okay, Gigi Dolan is a goth chick. She is not gonna be no sassy Southern Belle Joel. <laughs> hey man, it's it's sassy and sexy and southern or something. And goth no, Joel. I mean Jeez. that would draw major heat, but Joel, those are like two complete opposites. Unless for some reason, like this currently Lacey Evans like puts them through like boot camp and like tries to reform them or something but they are just they're so goth like they're just like the complete opposite of Lacey you know I want to see it now I just want to see the complete like just the the wrong you know what would be good though although she's kind of mixed up and stuff would be bliss but she's mixed up in the like the uncle howdy stuff right now she's she's all lore I know can't do I don't that. I don't think they need anybody to be honest right now. It could be down the line, but like you said, really the only viable option to me would be Chelsea, but even just starting out, she's just now getting into it and it's a little bit different. It's more the Karen type than like mean girl. It's like more mature, if that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, it does. I get it, but we'll see. I mean, Gigi, Gigi <laughs> I very much need they they're ready to move up. Yeah, they, I know. They, They've been up there. They were brought up for that women's tag title tournament. They didn't get to stick around because I think it was Gigi who was injured for a short amount of time. Yes. Got them out of that tournament. But you bring them back and uh, see where they fit on the SmackDown women's roster. I think that's where they go. Yeah. It just, it worries me though, because then you, your only tag, women's tag teams are all heel. Like who, what do you do then? (laughs) 
you do have to turn somebody or you're yeah. going to make a new team that then turns on each other in four to six months. I think that, I think it might have to be that option, that last option. <laughs> Woof. I hate that. It's I every know. women's tag team or whatever. Candace, you bring in Candace and you bring in. I mean, in you Candace could have Candace and Mia just keep linking up. I mean, I would be there for that tag team or like Indy Hartwell. Hello, Candice LeRae. Hello. Let's go. I, I'm ready for that reunion. I am too. But again, if they're going to turn Indy or if they're going to keep making Candice LeRae a loser, then eventually <laughs> we got to do something different, right? True. Also, like Becky Lynch will eventually need some friends. And I think an international connection with her and Piper mm. and maybe Nikki Cross would be a fun one. Uh, again, uh, there's there's options, but you got to change the alignments on some of these. Yeah, people. Nikki just, yeah, you would need to change. Nikki just changed back. I kind of like crazy Nikki, so I don't want to see them really stray away from that too soon. Crazy Piper Niven. And um, even somebody who we thought might have been called up is now kind of turned to the dark side again, that being Alba Fire. So mm-hmm. that's kind of out of contention too. That's a weird pairing, by the way. Alba I'm Fire. here for it. I'm here for it. You know, I mean, it kind of like they were feuding with each other, so it didn't really make sense. But them together, I'm interested to see what they do. We'll see. NXT Tag Team Championships on the line. The New Day, they are going to defend against Gallus, Pretty Deadly, and Chase U. <laughs> Chase U got in this past Tuesday on NXT TV, uh, basically so that they can take the pin uh, and Gallus can win the NXT tech. Yes. So that's exactly what I was thinking. Like Gallus is going to be winning here. Um, you don't want to have pretty deadly take the pin. Obviously. I mean, I guess you could have new day do it, but like, I don't think you should, but yeah, I agree. Chase. I just like, what was the point of Gallus winning the gauntlet match for the number one contenders, but then you add two other teams. That kind of seemed counterintuitive to me. But like you said, it makes sense if Gallus is going to be winning that they wouldn't pin the New Day. They would pin the um, weakest team out of there, that being Chase U. But it seemed a little odd how this kind of match came together. I'm going to make it even weirder, though. Okay. WrestleMania, there is nothing on the cards for New Day. No. They got nothing going on. And they're they're almost certainly not going to be challenging for the Raw or SmackDown <laughs> Tag Team Championships. No. So maybe New Day actually wins and they go to Stand and Deliver and they can drop the tag titles there instead. Maybe. I wouldn't be against that. I wouldn't. Again, when New Day showed up, I said this, they're going on the road. They're going to do a couple of shows outside of the outside of the Performance Center. And how do you pack some, some butts and seats? Well, you give them some familiar names and the New Day are very much a familiar name Mm -hmm. that people come and watch. And you got to fill a big ass stadium WrestleMania weekend at what is it? 9 a.m. Oh, my God. (laughs) You got to fill butts and seats. And that's one way to do it. New Day throwing not pancakes because they're not doing that anymore. But like New Day throwing ass basically Mm -hmm. with the NXT tag titles. They were on SmackDown uh, on Friday night, too, which was very strange. But uh, I don't know. I think maybe New Day will actually end up winning this match. And then maybe we'll do New Day and Gallus as a one. Yeah, I think I think regardless of when it is, Gallus is going to be the one to take the titles off of them. Somehow it could be now. It could be at Stand and Deliver. I think somewhere in between there, it is going to be Gallus that takes them off, though. So yeah, and I'd be fine with Gallus winning at Stand and Deliver in LA. That would work for me. 
have have New Day actually win this match. Okay. Have, have them pin p- pretty deadly. Mm. Who knows? Maybe let Chase U look good for this match because I'm I'm all about that uh, that Chase U. <laughs> Are you? You're gonna get schooled. Oh yeah, absolutely. Thea Hale is like, if if you take cocaine oh, and you make great. her a wrestler, yeah. she is oh Thea Hale. Um, <laughs> I won't dive down that road. <laughs> you know where I was going with that, but I won't go there. Well, this is for wrestlers we're talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. talk about the NXT North American Championship. Wesley defends against Dijak. Uh, hard justice, Donovan Dijak. Wesley, is he going to defend this or is Dijak here to absolutely? I mean, Dijak is returned as Dijak. So they've uh, evidently pulled the trigger on his push. So. It's got to be Dijak, right? Like, obviously, they repackaged him, re-returned his, uh, him back to his roots, kind of. It's not his, like, his old full name. But, like, Dijak's been on a roll, so, like, it's got to be Dijak, right? right? I don't know, man. I think Wes Lee is still, mm. still on the up. I don't, I don't know. Think, I don't think it's time. If they're going to take one title and they're going to flip it. I you know, I literally, for all of these except the freaking women's title i'm like yeah it's changing hands <laughs> really yeah the only one that i think is changing hands is the next match and that's the nxt women's tag championships mm. i think it's time for casey square to uh give up the longest reigning nxt world tag team championship moniker because if you defend your titles four times over a hundred and something days yeah that's gonna get you uh that's gonna get you a, a spot on the mantle but this Fallon Henley Kiana James reluctant friendship is NXT's women's tag division in a nutshell. <laughs> I feel like they're going to keep it up, and then Carter and Chance can just move up to main roster. You want to? Yeah. Wanna oh, there. I didn't even think about that. You're right. They have been they've been a team for like what four years now. Yeah. So you know that is actually that might be one of the options then for a call up because like we said, there's no women's face tag teams on the main roster. So is now the time for that? It might be, but also like they've just been growing the women's division so much on the main roster. Like they have added so many people in just a lot, like since triple H took over, you know, which is a good thing, but also you have limited programming. So I get worried again that this women's tag team division is going to get lost in the shuffle much like it has because like i said damage control has not defended it in over a month and uh i mean i don't know i i would like it but it's just it's also i'm getting a little worried that it's becoming a little bit oversaturated with the amount of time slots that they have available now i think it's really interesting <sighs> that so so i think you're right and I disagree with you in the same in the yeah. same sense, right? Because there's the women's tag champions in WWE, Damage Control, right? Eosky and Dakota Kai, and they're not defending their tag titles much, if at all. No. However, they're on the show every single week. They are with those titles, so it's like they're taking it seriously, but they're absolutely not taking it seriously. Yeah. it's like they're on the show, but they're not. They don't, but they don't have the tag teams or they're not putting together the tag teams. And this is an opportunity for them to actually try and put together a tag division that works. But they need to be focused on having a tag division and not focused on having women who are doing nothing put together as a tag team who inevitably win the tag titles 
and that's the story and then they break up and they lose it or they lose the titles and they break up and then they feud over who's going to go the singles route who's going to be the genetti hmm. carter and chance though i could see them dropping these tag titles to henley and james yeah that's where i'm kind of seeing this going maybe it's just mania season i'm thinking like all these call-ups are gonna happen again those two have like literally well yeah those two have been there the longest in nxt them and indy hartwell have been there the longest so i think if i mean i can see them retaining since they are the kind of established team and henley and kiana just got together I don't know. Why am I thinking that every championship is going to change hand except Roxanne? I don't know. I don't think that the four championships are going to take, are going to change hands, but I, I can I think, see it going either way in this one. I think this is the only title that changes <sighs> hands. I'm closer and closer to thinking Mello's going to win the two out of three falls match mm. and that Braun's going to retain and people are going to be upset about it, but I think everyone's going to be really excited if they do Hayes and Breaker at Stand and Deliver. And then Hayes wins the NXT t- championship in Texas. Oh, they're not in Texas. Sorry, in LA under the big mm-hmm. lights. <laughs> I was just like, where? They're not in. Te- no one's. In, no one's in Texas. No one wants to be in Texas. I miss Texas. Nah, nobody misses Texas. I do. Oh, okay. Well, either way, I think that's where we're going. The okay. women's tag titles are the only ones that really need to change hands. Maybe I'm wrong. We'll find out. <laughs> I mean, that's that's NXT's Maybe. Vengeance Day show that's happening Saturday. Uh, let's talk a little bit of AEW because uh, you know we're 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 trying here. Um, I want to I want to talk about uh, let's talk about the TBS title. How's that? We'll start with Jade defeating Red Velvet, getting to fifty and zero. What do you think of the match, and what did you think of uh, of the fifty and zero for Jade Cargill? What's next for her? What's next for her? Man, Chris Statlander, you need to heal up. Is what needs to happen. Like <laughs> I. It's just, you know, like they've had the story, obviously, the baddies breaking up and all of that. That was cool. But it just, there's nobody that has been truly, I think with maybe the exception of a Ruby Soho, that has like truly been a true plausible threat to Jade Cargill. It just, it hasn't felt like it. And I think, man, I miss Chris Statlander. I just, at this point, it's just not looking like she's going to lose this championship or have her winning streak snapped anytime soon. You know, they don't, maybe that's just me. There just hasn't been anybody that has been built to look like a legit contender against Jade Cargill. You know, they've, they've tried, Cody Khan has tried, but then the execution of somebody you maybe think like Willow Nightingale, I think it was, no, it was Athena that she lost in like five minutes. Um, at I can't remember which pay per view it was, but you thought Athena might actually be like somebody that could defeat Jade Cargill, and then she lost in like less than five minutes. So it's it's the combination of the execution of like the length of the match, and like you know, and it's just there hasn't been anybody that's looked like a legit contender to Jade. So I don't know until uh, maybe I'm just wishful thinking like that it'll be Chris Statlander, but as of now, it's just there's nobody that can touch her. Statlander feels like the play. I hope but, so. But we still have like so much time left until she seems like she'll be okay. I, I'm interested. Red Velvet felt like a legitimate challenger and the story that they, they a little Yeah, the story a, was there, yeah, definitely. But but then but then it was like, well, this is for her 50 and 0. And it's like, well, you're, yeah. they're not gonna do anything about that. Um 
first of all, I got to say, they did, they did a callback in the match to the Sasha and Bianca WrestleMania match mm-hmm. where Bianca had Sasha Banks over her head yes. in the gorilla press and then walks up the ring steps and throws Bianca or throws Sasha back in the ring. Jade did that with Red Velvet. I thought that was really funny uh, callback. And then, of course, the counter into Jaded. Like, Jade Cargill is becoming and has become a very strong wrestler mm-hmm. in a very short amount of time. I think it's wonderful. That being said, who the hell's going to beat her? And I'm going to keep asking that because nobody has an answer for it. Uh, the only one person I got a stat, but I don't even off the top of my head recall the timetable for her return. She was somewhere, I, th- I think it was like six to nine months. And I feel like we're only at month five. So listen, you could have, mm. you can have this go on in the background. Maybe have, I don't know, Kiara Hogan go after Jade again. I <clears throat> Double or nothing is looking good, then maybe. Mm. So far away. I know, but there's there's no everybody else that's even like maybe plausible or like at least on that level where they could is preoccupied otherwise. Like Soraya and Tony Storm are, you know, preoccupied with Jamie Hayter, you know, Ruby Soho, uh, Hikaru Shida, Willow Nightingale, and Britt Baker. Now they're all kind of preoccupied with each other. Now there's literally. Like nobody else in that locker room right now that looks like a legit possible contender or like on that level with Jade. They're yeah, all let's, preoccupied. Let's let's talk about that. So Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter <laughs> are, are and kind of Hikaru Shida are in this like AEW <laughs> OG women stable trying to, you know, stand their ground against these these outsiders. It's basically Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, Soraya mm-hmm. and uh, Tony Storm. In so far that tonight on AEW Rampage, so, okay, pull back the curtain. We're recording. It's 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 Friday night. Uh, you had them pull out spray cans and spray paint the Renegade Twins. Oh, yes. So like they're doing an NWO style outsiders OGs thing, and they're going to do a witch society. But it's also office. funny that. I mean, the Renegade Twins have been on there, but they're not like OGs, but their issues were with the OGs, but the Renegade Twins aren't really OGs. They're not, but I think the idea is that they're asserting dominance. Yeah, yeah. Like, what do you do in this case? A lot of people have posited the idea of it being a blood and guts match for the women, which I'm so so for it. That's, That's good. They did the segment this past Wednesday on dynamite where Ruby comes in to check on Britt Baker after she's been attacked by Saray and Storm and Baker's like, I don't trust you. (laughs) <laughs> is Ruby going to eventually join the OGs or is she going to be pushed out so far that she joins the outsiders? What do you think of that? I think it's interesting that like Baker and Hater have kind of been like tweeners in this now, you know, I mean, Jamie Hater is organically drawn like a massive pop to herself, but Baker the whole time has been still gathering the booze, but they've been slowly morphing into kind of this, tweener role where obviously now Soraya and Tony are the heels so then by default are Britt and Jamie the, the faces so I think it was an interesting dynamic to have Ruby Soho of like all people like not kind of console and check on Britt Baker I think we're gonna maybe see the slowly morphing of Britt Baker back to the good side but she you know she's been so good as a heel though you know I do hope that we do get a blood and guts. I'm interested in how this is going to play out because obviously of the history between Baker and Ruby, they're kind of like Jamie and Britt are kind of stuck in the middle. They're not like inherently good or inherently bad. It's an interesting dynamic. 
you know where I think this all goes. I think this ends with, regardless of who it is, OGs versus the Outsiders. Mm-hmm. Let's say the Outsiders end up being Soraya, Tony, Athena, and yes. let's let's say Ruby. So it'll be four on four. And they're going to take on Britt Baker. They're going to take on the women's champion, Jamie Hayter, Hikaru Shida, and then Willow Nightingale. Okay. Ruby turns on Willow. That's how we get to Ruby joining the outsiders. Yes. None of that's going to matter because the end of the match is going to be Britt Baker turning on Jamie Hayter. Yeah. And essentially setting us up for Britt Baker versus Jamie Hayter at the next big event. Whatever that we've been be. wanting. Yeah. Exactly. And this is Britt Baker being like, I don't give a shit who's an OG and who's an outsider. I want the AEW Women's Championship yeah. back. And like, that's how Britt Baker costs her team blood and guts, but she doesn't care. She wants her title. And that's what I, that's how I would do it. Mm. I would have her turn on her team and just be like, ah, I don't care. Willow isn't really an OG though. Mm. Willow's an OG insofar that she didn't come from WWE or have a True. WWE experience. True. I think that's I want really Riho cool. though. Riho's an OG. All 99 pounds of Riho. <laughs> did you hear she's 99 pounds? I did. Oh, good. I just want to make sure. Many times. Are. Yeah, just want to just want to make sure. Um, let's let's move over to the AW tag titles. I want to get your opinion <laughs> oh on the They're the current tag champions. It kind of feels like they're just in the middle of a custody battle between the guns and their daddy. And then the acclaimed are there and they have the daddy, but they don't need the daddy. What do you, what do you think? This is a, this is, is this bullshit? Is this a tag title that you want to care about? Like, what do you, what do you think of this? I was more concerned about the kind of deep cut that Austin Gunn made to Billy that, like, I don't know should have been said, kind of referencing his addiction in the past. I was more concerned about that, I think. I mean, it's fine. They're going after the titles. I just don't think that they're taking any titles. They're not taking the titles off of the acclaimed. It's kind of this weird custody battle between Billy Gunn. I liked the acclaimed with billy gun it's it, it's kind of weird but you know it makes the stakes more personal with besides just the titles at the same time though yeah it's the acclaimed are in the background of this entire thing and yet they are the aw tag champions. yes the guns thing okay the yes it feels weird when you start getting into the addiction promo mm-hmm. territory the only thing I can ever say about that is it's it's clearly been cleared with Billy Gunn. Yes. That's the only thing I can be like, okay, I find solace in the fact that they probably came to him and said, hey, can we? And he's like, yeah, I guess it's been long enough, blah, 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 blah. It's Heat Brother. Uh, that being said, you know, Guns and Acclaimed isn't exactly the hottest match they could do. And I'm hoping that they don't try to stretch this out much longer. I just, they're not going to do it next week on Dynamite. Instead, maybe do it in a couple of weeks and just have the acclaimed win and set up whoever's next. Maybe bring back FTR. I don't know. I'm just like, I'm ready for something else. That's where I'm at. And the acclaimed are super over. That's the most frustrating part of this whole thing, right? Yeah, that's the part they're all kind of caught up in this family. They were super over, obviously, with scissoring and daddy ass and all that. It's kind of caught in the middle, and I don't think there's any world where the acclaimed drop their titles. So it's kind of just like circumstance because they had Billy kind of attached to them that all of this got started. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, 
I want to talk about uh, Mox and Hangman real quick. Mox gets a win this week via roll up. He rolls up Hangman while Hangman's doing Mox's bulldog choke, and I like that. It was it was a it was a wrestling move being countered by the guy who was having the move put on him. The story's going to continue. Mox and Hangman. It's been brutal. You've seen it a little bit. You've seen maybe a lot of it. But uh, are, are, is this interesting you at all, Mox and Hangman? Is there a larger story at play? Do you want to see either of these guys going back for the AEW World Championship? Like, how do you feel? Because it's clearly going to do one more match. And you I know, I feel like last. regardless. More extreme. Yeah, regardless, like these two are always going to deliver, you know, excluding the scary moment, you know, with Hangman last year. These two are two pretty reliable workers. And we, because of it, we've been kind of seeing a more edgy side to Hangman, who's been like a clear-cut, like, wholesome babyface otherwise on AEW since he kind of enter, entered. But we've been seeing more of like an edgy side to him. You know, it's too baby face still going at it but you still like want to root for just one not both of them you know at the same time so i'm i'm interested to see they've kind of traded wins now obviously excluding the part where you know hang hangman got hurt hangman got the win coming back now mox has kind of got it they're kind of one and one in like regular matches so i feel like there has to be a kind of What's the word? A tiebreaker here. There's another word for it. A rubber match. That's it. Rubber match. So I think this is going to continue. It's good to see these two kind of have storylines outside of like championship matches. So I think, I think eventually they can get back into it, like for a contenders matchup or whatever, eliminator, whatever you want to call it. Um, But I think for right now, these two have been putting on some really interesting dynamics. In the interest of time, we'll we'll not talk about the AEW World Championship. I think there's <laughs> more story to tell there with MJF and our feelings. Uh, I just want to get your your feelings about the TNT title. Samoa Joe won it back over Darby Allen in a match that was also very bloody uh, on the same episode of Dynamite. A uh, little bit of hot potatoing with the TNT title lately. Yeah, I if again, who knows when the plan was to put it back on Joe, but if you knew for like a whole month that you were going to slap it back on Joe, like three and a half, four weeks later, what was the point of the kind of the short hot potato thing? But regardless, Samoa Joe is the king of television now, though, too, for Ring of Honor and AEW. (laughs) When he held the Ring of Honor World Television Championship, I was like, at best buddy, you're the king of streaming. Now... Now that he has that TNT title, now I can call Samoa Joe the king of television. Yes. And streaming. Uh, yeah. Listen, I like the match, but uh, I, I'm I'm anxious to see where the TNT title kind of yeah. moves from here because now it's Wardlow and Samoa Joe again. And I'm fine with that. Just play it out. Get mm. it over with. Like, do do whatever story's playing out, but like start settling the TNT title a little and bit. I think it's time for Wardlow to level up. Like, I feel like, yeah, he can suffer the loss to Smojo, but I think it's time for Wardlow to like level up. I kind of want, I, I kind of want a thing with MJF again. That haircut, man. I mean, I I feel like now I feel like once Wardlow kind of levels up to the main event level, I feel like they can rerun MJF in a, like a different story. Yes, I don't and know. I'm especially, I would love Wardlow to go after MJF and be like, you know what, you screwed me. Yeah. When you did what you did running away before our big match, you made me look like an idiot. I, and maybe it's a little too inside baseball. 
but it seems to be the AEW way sometimes. <laughs> I wouldn't, I know, like, I don't say that like disparagingly. It's just yeah. sometimes they do the inside baseball stories. And I wouldn't be against it because, like, listen, if CM Punk comes back, you bet your ass they're going to make references to brawl outs. Like, it's just, it's oh, going yeah. to happen. And that's fine because it's been out there, just like the MJF story has been out there. So why not maybe have Wardlow show up and be like, hey, man, what the hell? Like, you screwed me out of my potential. So I want your AEW championships to show you I have potential. Maybe that's where you go. Either way. You want to talk about Impact real quick? Sure. Can we talk about Busted Open Island, as I've been calling it? <laughs> Why is your best buddy Mickey James doing this with Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer? What is going on? What's, what's wrong with these people? Bully Ray is jealous that Mickey James won her championship match at Hard to Kill and Bully Ray tapped out. Simple as that. Has Bully Ray considered maybe he should go for the Knockouts World Championship? I mean, um, maybe he will. Women have challenged for the Impact World Championship. Why not have a man challenge for the Knockouts World Championship? That's heat, right? I mean, we have had Eric Young as a Knockouts Tag Team Championship before. So maybe i don't i don't really know and then that clip with him and masha i saw going around it was just uh i don't know it's kind of a weird obviously there's kind of outside factors going on with busted open it really doesn't make sense in theory why bully ray would be targeting mickey james but obviously outside factors have kind of influenced programming uh yeah <laughs> it just it's it's i call it busted open island because it's really it's on its own like it's bully and tommy in 2023 no interest mickey makes appearances on busted open for i'm sure people know this or maybe they don't but mickey is also the knockouts world champion so like she has other fish to fry like her and masha slamovich are about to have a match at no surrender yeah. After that match, listen, I, I have my feelings about how that match might go, but... So do I. It's fine. Yeah, but like, let's just say maybe Mickey does retain. Let's just put it out there. Then you got to deal with Jordan Grace. <laughs> so like, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm a little... I'm turned off by this story only because there is a major championship involved with Bully and Tommy in the mix. But Mickey James gets to beat some ass next week against the guys against his goons so i'm yeah. excited to see that i'm looking forward to that I, I, it was the hokiest line ever tommy <laughs> like i'm hardcore she's hardcore country together i'm like together you're hardcore hardcore country yeah exactly <laughs> hardcore two-time country <laughs> I, just, I don't know man but you know what i know that macklin's right steve macklin keeps coming out and he's just like yo he's right He's right. He's like, he's I, long I, overdue. I, I, I deserve a title shot. I keep beating all these guys. I keep beating everyone that Josh Alexander beats. Why don't I get a title shot? And you know what? Santino Morella just being like, I don't care. You're going to be put <laughs> now, now you got to have another match to go into another match that maybe gets you a number one contendership spot. Macklin and Josh, if they do that in Toronto oh, yeah. and Macklin wins, oh. that's some shit. <laughs> But you know what? It'll certify Macklin. Granted, I was cheering for Macklin at Bound for Glory. I was like one of the only people cheering him. But you know, that would certify him as the monster heel. Yeah. It's kind of like a reverse Kofi mania. Because he had to get through so many things. He kept beating everybody. But then there's always this other obstacle in front of him, even though he's already proven himself, except Macklin's a heel. 
just to get a title match. Man, I got to see it. I got to see Macklin and Josh. And, and and what's funny, I was mentioning this on the FIFA post show that I do for, for impact, you know, the next two shows after hard or after no surrender, they're in Canada. Yeah. Sacrifice. Sacrifice is in Windsor, Windsor. which is, mm-hmm. which is Scott Demore's hometown. Yes. So I assume Scott's going to be back around that time mm. on TV. And then you've got Toronto, which is technically Josh's like Rebellion. home base. He's yeah. Just, he's based in Toronto. Yeah. 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 So, so, and that, and yeah, so Rebellion's going to be in Toronto and my plan is to be there and, and, you know, get some good, some good conversations going. But if they do Macklin anywhere in those two shows, you're, you're really fighting an uphill battle with a potential new champion being crowned because Josh is over like Rover in his home place. Especially in Canada. Yeah. I don't know, man. Or you do a huge, huge moment and maybe Scott Damore turns and joins forces with Steve Macklin or costs Josh Alexander, his championship. Mm. What's best for business. I'm the king of Canada, I guess. Scott, uh, Scott Tamore can be like the, who knows? I'm the EVP. I make the decisions. Yeah, exactly. And then Giselle Shaw wins the Knockouts Women's Championship. Same <laughs> I mean, she is the Black Widow of the Knockouts division. I love this, by the way. I think this is the right play for <laughs> so Giselle Shaw. She, first of all, they, there was a time when I looked at Giselle Shaw and I saw her acting. Her and Lish would do these segments backstage <laughs> and I would cringe. And I'm like, these are so bad. Yeah. Nothing's good. And then somewhere, a, just a switch flipped and Giselle Shaw became a completely different competitor, became a completely different mouthpiece. I am such a fan of this person, of this woman. She is so good. And she continues to build up. What do you think with Giselle Shaw? Like, what's the ceiling for Giselle Shaw? I don't know. You know, she's gone through this cycle of, you know, she, you know, she has gone through the cycle of like, tag team partners chelsea green the influence like um and they've all left she made a good point with that or you know tasha steals is now kind of on a break um so she kind of did what she could i kind of like how she spun it yeah i'm the black widow everybody who i've worked with is now gone and i'm the only one remaining kind of i like the spin on that she's obviously kind of aligned with jay Bedell. i don't know where she she goes from here but i like the spin that she's done of kind of this these weird circumstances that she's had in the last year because everybody who she's teamed with has kind of left or it didn't work out so i kind of like the spin that they're doing on it masha and giselle i think we run that back because they're they will be two very different people yes when they meet the next time and i think with the title on the line mm-hmm. there's a big story that can be told especially for giselle who at the time when Masha was on a complete tear, Giselle was like the first person to kick out of uh, of, of anything yeah. that Masha was doing. And on top of that, Giselle got a two count on Masha. And I think that was the first time anyone had gotten a near fall on Masha Slamovich. So like mm. there's, there's some learning going on. I think that might be a, an interesting pairing for those two down the line. Not tomorrow, but like, you know, mm-hmm. maybe in a few months. Once like- um, Masha is knockouts champion. Yeah. And and also like once, not just when she's not as champion, but like I'm talking deep into her run somewhere that yeah. it's a credible scenario for both women to be like at each other. You got to find that spot. I don't know where it is. Cause right now Macklin and, and Josh are just mm-hmm. finding that spot. So we got to do something like that for Giselle Shaw and Masha Slamovich. You want to, you want to answer a couple of questions? I know we got the one from Caden, but we got a couple more. Sure. So MA Solko asks us, 
what is the ideal length for a weekly show and the ideal length for a pay-per-view or ple we watch a lot of wrestling yellow so what do we want to watch how much of it do we want to watch two hours for weekly shows and then between three to four hours for ple slash (laughs) pay-per-views four hours for a plea you know depending on the pay-per-view yeah like like the rumble mania like depend i think depending like i that's why i said three to four depending certain pay-per-views kind of warranted if there's like long matches like a war games match or like a rumble or something like that or like a blood and guts certain matches are just longer so between three to four depending on the pay-per-view and the match types that are featured i get it no and i agree with you you know what thinking about it it's like wrestlemania should be a four-hour show but like (laughs) elimination chamber should be a three-hour show yeah not a five hour show versus a six hour show. There's definitely room to like hang <laughs> for your buck without making the buck be how long you can sit in that chair. Or, you know, or if it's going to be six, seven hours long, you do what W I know a lot of people don't like it, but WWE was smart to put it into two days instead of an eight hour long show. Agreed. At AEW, you might want to consider doing the same sometimes. Just saying. You think they'd ever do that? You think they would ever do like a, a two night event? Which, which I think AEW would work for that. It All would that. not be Revolution and it would not be Full Gear. It would have to be Double or Nothing or All Out. Like yeah. they're kind of big ones. Yeah. And, and you know what? They're uh, different parts of the year. So those two. Yeah. That's like their their mania SummerSlam for anyone who yeah. who's like looking for the WWE equivalent. Yeah, I could see one of those two being that show. Uh, what about a weekly show? What about a TV show? What's the perfect length? Two hours. Two hours? Yeah. One I, hour I, is I, just not enough. Unless it's yeah. like, no, two hours, perfect. Like SmackDown, I can get through SmackDown so easy, you know, raw sometimes you know especially because you know i cover raw and smackdown i'm just like oh my gosh there's like an hour and a half left it's only been an hour you know i have two hours left it's just you know sometimes two hours is just perfect you know one hour is not enough three hours is kind of a lot sometimes two hours is perfect (laughs) i've gotten to a point where when i'm watching raw the main event i dip out i saw I, i have my wireless headphones so i'm listening but like i dip out and i start doing dishes in the other room because yeah, I just I have other stuff to do and I want to get in bed at a reasonable hour. When a show <laughs> ends, when a show ends, we say that as we're recording this, <laughs> right? True, but this is a different circumstance. Yeah. If this was a Monday night and we were recording, we would be an hour later, and I would be like, "This, this sucks. Yeah, Please don't no. do this." Uh, but instead, because shows end at 10, 10 Eastern, yeah, we can get on here and actually do things mm-hmm. in a relatively good amount of time. I like that. Two hours is good. Yeah, and then. Mod Mike is asking, if Cody beats Roman at WrestleMania, who do you think his first title program should be with? After he beats Roman again for the rematch? <laughs> yes, exactly that. WrestleMania payback. Roman. Well, yeah, the WrestleMania, yeah, WrestleMania backlash. Yeah, like that's literally what it would be. Would have to be that. Or, you know what? I could also see if Cody wins, Roman takes time off because he's so stunned by the loss. And you know where they run it back? SummerSlam. No, Saudi Arabia. Oh, God. Why do I think that you're right? Because it's a big money match and both men yeah. can use the cash. Yeah, I, okay. So, yeah, I think if Roman 
well, when Roman does lose, I think it might be wise storyline wise that he would take time off because, you know, he's held this championship. It's been his identity for like the last two years. He doesn't know what to do with himself without it. That would make sense for him to like take time off, you know, since he kind of is not really there a lot. Anyways, um, <laughs> so Roman takes time off. He goes to the, the fabulous kingdom of Saudi Arabia and he visits with the prince. <laughs> and Roman Reigns comes oh back as Prince Roman Reigns. Of so- no, I'm just kidding. You know, for some reason, I don't think because we've kind of seen it teased with Edge. For some reason, if once Cody wins, especially with Roman being away, I kind of see Cody entering like, I don't know why, like a tag team thing with Edge. Maybe it's just because I've seen it kind of this last week on Raw. I could see them doing that. But again, that's like two and a half months from now. So it might be completely different by then. Um, but if who would he go into a program with? Like, would yeah. they run it back with Rollins? So maybe. But actually, if you want to establish Cody as a major champion, you always have your first defense or your first like big, I don't know, sto- not even big story, but like your first big uh, defense is against someone who's, Credible, but not too credible. And that person's carrying cross. Cody and cross would probably work in terms of. How do we get there, Joel? All you need is Scarlet showing up with a stupid tarot card and being like, the dream is dead. And that's it. I'm not saying it's going to be good. I'm just saying it cements Cody's championship win. I don't think cross is there yet. I oh, think no, you, you I think you would I think you would have to have I think you he would have to go against a former champion or like a true established star. Maybe I don't know. I'm just you think you would think Cody's a babyface who are like some heels right now, like maybe. I don't think it would be a Brock Lesnar that would like no. Rollins is like the only you know I would like to see kind of not that it would be like kind of Kazarian wise, but like Gunther, like trading in the Intercontinental Championship for a title shot C would be something. Option C. No, I don't. Yeah, so. kind of. I don't. I don't know. There's there's some options. For some reason, though, I I don't know why. Right now, I'm just envisioning him going into it like a tag team thing with Edge. But Co- Cody in theory, by the way. Hmm. Cody in theory, and and don't do winner take all. Just or. Here's the problem. Three tree. You want three championships, like winner take all. Like no, 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 no. I'm saying don't do that. Oh, okay. don't do that. My my feeling was like if Austin Theory wins against John Cena at WrestleMania, yeah, you can't have it be a championship match. Like it, 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 or if you like if you're gonna have Theory and Cody, um, if Theory and Austin is for the U.S. Championship, I think Theory should win. I think I think. This should be the ceremonial passing of the torch of John Cena to Austin Theory. No, no like way not, I'm Cena sorry, loses. You, no. I think Cena loses. No, no is, way. This is his rock and Cena moments. I think no this, chance in hell. No, I think that's it. I think this is it for, for John Cena. I think this is the time where Cena raises his arm, says the better man won, and I, I don't have it anymore. I'm not doing this. I'm done. I'll come back once in a while and make funny jokes. Ha ha. But I'm not here for any more serious business because it's it's over. John Cena hasn't been a credible opponent for anyone since maybe you can say Roman Reigns at SummerSlam 2021. Mm. Have theory win. Start really putting. I'm sorry if you. I'm sorry if you don't like him, but like 
there's a certain there's a lot of people he 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 had some he had some really good like before rollins won the championship and everything there was a match over the summer that he had with rollins that was actually really really good last summer and and that's Mm. that's what i'm saying you have to start building these stars you cannot and and that's what the transference is that's what the undertaker was at raw 30 with bray wyatt that's what we're trying to do having uh theory and and uh John Cena. I and I just think that if wow. Cena loses to Austin Theory, if it's not for the US championship, then Theory should take that rub and go against Cody Rhodes for the for the WWE championship and lose, but it's another credible opponent for Cody. But I think it's cross. I'm going to disagree with both quick, of them, but who knows. Papa Shango. That's all it is. It's a quick Papa Shango Hulk Hogan match. That's all it is. Yes, I disagree on both, but that's fine. But then you got to give me someone else. Who you got? I literally gave you multiple options. You gave me a, a you know, you gave me a tag, a tag gimmick with that, or you run it back with Rollins. I don't think you want to run it back with Rollins. I think people would be against doing well, it. Like I said, I like I like the option that I had with Gunther too. I think they should run that back one on one, kind of like be like, I don't need this anymore. I'm like too good for it. Kind of like the option, see it. But then you devalue the Intercontinental Championship. Listen, listen, we're just going to keep going back and forth. I don't (laughs) I don't like either of your options. I'm going to be honest. I don't like either of them. (laughs) That's fair. You're totally allowed to. That's what we're here for. That's why we want people to follow us. I gave you multiple options. I rest my case. Okay. I just want to push back because it's late and we're tired. I know. Let's yeah. get on out of here. Damn it. It's time. Ella, plug the stuff. Let's go. Easiest way to follow me is on Twitter where I'm most active at It's Ella J. If you go to the link in my bio, all my links are there for you at all in one convenient place. We are here Wednesdays talking about wrestling news. We're here Saturday morning talking about wrestling TV. Get it. Get into us. Get into us and tell us tell us all about where you want to be. I don't know. I, I got I got no closer. It's It's late. I'm done. <laughs> go follow We're us close, up it's closing time it's closing time go go find another place to find a drink that's a wrap that's a for wrap. the run sheet that's right run sheet meeting is over ladies gentlemen friends beyond the binary we'll see you in the next one cheers <laughs>